this week on The Pun Is Mightier. Surprise appearance by Bill Clinton. Eminem sets the world on fire again. This is The Pun Is Mightier. Hello and welcome to The Pun Is Mightier, the wordplay about podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Michael. I missed you all last week. It's, it's my fault, y'all. I was out of town for one last summer trip before the school year starts. Fun fact, Michael. We are the number four result for fun, I mean, for pun, on Spotify podcasts. That is amazing. I'm happy to hear that. So please keep on listening and remember to check out our Facebook page and feel free to share with your friends. Since you all already love us, please tell your friends and or family to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and, well, most anywhere else podcasts exist. In your mind, on the toilet, in the shower, in your dreams. Or nightmares. You know, or anywhere else your tender heart desires. So, Adam, how did your week go? Well, I spent last weekend in sunny San Diego on a Jewish retreat sponsored by an organization called Moisha House. Shout out to Moisha House. I spent a lot of time along the water with my new friends. Um, there are about 40 of us young American Jews kind of hanging out in San Diego doing Jewy things. One of them forgot to wear sunscreen while he was lying out on the sand, and he got covered in burns. On the way back to the hotel, he screamed out, That son of a beach burned me! I'm also getting ready for the school year to start. Writing lessons is a lot of work. Many teachers fuel their lesson writing with bourbon or rum, but I've got class. Can't stick together any lesson plans without scotch and tape. That's awesome. I'm excited how you are helping to shape the minds of young individuals out there. I hope that I'm shaping them properly. I understand that square is a shape. I understand that round is a shape. Uh, what other shapes are there, Michael? Obtuse. Octagon, pentagon, pentagram. No, you're, that's not a shape. You, you're kind of obtuse. Well, thank you, Adam. But I'm a cute math teacher. Oh, dimples. Hey, Michael, how was your week? Well, I went to the Washington State Fair, my first ever state fair. Mazel tov. Thank, thank you. I actually bumped into uh, three people I knew all the way over in Puyallup, which I first was saying like Pallialup, so I couldn't pronounce it because the names here are confusing. How did you pronounce it? Well, I know it's Puyallup now, okay. but I at first I was like Puyallup. I thought it was Puyallup. Oh, I don't know. I my bad. It probably is. It's okay. But listeners, please let us know what the actual pronunciation of the city or town is. I couldn't pronounce Yakima. I was calling it Yakima for a while. But when I first came to visit here, I thought that Bothell was pronounced Bot Hell. Bot Hell. It's where your bad computers go. But my <laughs> yeah, my state fair honestly was like every TV show and movie that I've ever seen with rides, events, and deep fried butter. Mm. Gross. Yeah, it was truly a massive heart attack. No, event. <laughs> and they have some huge names coming in concert. Toby Keith, Gabriel Iglesias, Chicago, and my favorite PC killer, Mac Kills More. <laughs> Word. And now for our first segment of the week. Pun, pun, pun. The, the, the. the news, 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 news. Drinking water has been shut off at all 106 schools in the Detroit public school system. Testing last year showed elevated levels of lead and or copper at 16 of the 24 schools tested in the district. 
Due to budget cuts, schools are getting creative in how they cordon off their water sources. Some have resorted to using writing utensils to keep their fountains penned off. Evangelical ministers are also reviving their sermon topics from the mid-1980s, warning churchgoers that heavy metal is ruining our kids. Oh, no. I had read that during previous water crises, beer companies were sending water. This isn't bottled water. Oh, no. It's Michigan's. Ha. That's right. Healthy, too. Crazy Rich Asians continues to dominate for a third straight week, which is impressive for a romantic comedy and one without star power. The state fair that I went to had a dog section, and those owners of these breeds have some money all right. I saw some crazy rich Bichons. <laughs> That's right. The movie was a joy to watch. Honestly, it was. The music, the cinematography, and the sights of Singapore are truly something to be amazed at. It really gives you a lot to chew on. Chew? I don't really get that one. If you've seen the film, the family's name is Chew, and they mention it nonstop. Aha. Yeah. I got it. All right. Sorry about that. Well, I am unfamiliar with the film, though I have done a bit of reading since the film came out. Also, it's a series of books um, that that apparently you can go through all of them in like a week. But anyways, I heard that Hollywood is planning a reimagining of the film set in the Jerry Maguire shared universe. They call it Crazy Rich Agents. Show me the money. Amazon has been instructing its employees to tweet positive comments about the company in an effort to moderate criticism leveled against it. Workers at Amazon warehouses are generally unhappy with their jobs, citing extreme metrics with which their job performance is determined. Employee turnover is very high at the warehouses as a result. Workers feel a lack of job fulfillment by Amazon. Much criticism has recently been targeted at CEO Jeff Bezos over the low wages of many Amazon employees specifically those working in shipping centers. While these employees rely on government assistance programs like Medicaid and food stamps, Bezos earns on the order of $10,000 each day. In this day of new age feudalism, Bezos has proclaimed himself lord of a web serfdom. <laughs> the warehouse environment isn't known. No, it's not known to be the best place to work at with Amazon. I've heard the team blows off stress by holding boxing matches in the backyard called Assembly Stadium. <laughs> Good night, mate. Well, that's Australian, so please ignore that. Eh, same idea. That's all right. And pretty somber news, uh, Aretha Franklin, who I think we mentioned before. Rest in peace, queen. Had over 100 pink Cadillacs at her funeral this week that came from across the nation in homage to her song, Freeway of Love. It was a very simple but very touching gesture. Some were Coupe de Ville's and Eldorado's were there as she was escalated to rest. Oh. Yeah. Bill Clinton, though. Bill Clinton memes were flying all across the web after he was caught on camera in complete adoration of Ariana Grande. Understandably so. She's beautiful. Yeah. It certainly wasn't Hillary, yeah, Hillary Arias <laughs> to his wife, who was later seen in a state of displeasure. Distress, some would say. Ooh, speaking well, yeah. Uh, speaking of dresses, Ariana's Ariana Grande's attendance at Aretha Franklin's memorial service attracted less positive attention as well. Uh, the bishop who presided over the funeral was caught on camera groping Ariana Grande as she walked by him. 
truly an outrageous display of patriarchy in action. While the bishop tried to pawn off his action by citing her choice of attire, he really seems to have thought himself the king of his castle, even on a night dedicated to the queen herself. Well, he got caught. Checkmate. Bang. The state of California, in other news, has barred schools across the state from starting class before 8.30 a.m. in an effort to give young people a start time more aligned to their biological clocks. This came out the same week that the United Teachers of Los Angeles authorized a worker strike in the event a new contract isn't negotiated with the district. Should a teacher walkout come to pass, students have no cause for alarm. Unfortunately, College Board has declined to follow suit when proctoring the SAT. In fact, as a protest against the new law, College Board has added new study tips to their guidebooks. SAT. Snooze after test. That sounds awesome to me. I'm sure that this is perfectly fair to all the parents and guardians who need to work hours prior, right? I know California likes to be ahead of the curve, but this is a complete setback. I feel like officials had to be half-past-baked when they wrote this one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, but speaking of uh, school, children across the nation are heading back to school around this time of year. I know kids in Seattle start Thursday. It seems pretty late. Wednesday. Oh. I know we. my school starts on Wednesday. Hooray, school! Yay! I did see a family shopping for some supplies in Target, and they asked me if I could locate some contact paper. Who uses that, right? And I said, oh, it's behind binder, binder. What is contact paper? It's what you cover textbooks with. It's like plastic, clear paper oh. textbooks. Yeah. Everyone now uses like book socks. Book socks were oh. huge growing up. I just use like paper bags. Good for you. You mean for for your girlfriends or for uh Like, li- like literally. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my friends go sailing every Tuesday. <laughs> During Duck Dodge here in Seattle. <laughs> and this week, they forgot the name of where their boat was that was being docked. They forgot where their boat was being docked. As they were sailing and going through a bunch of scenarios in their head, they finally reached their destination and went, Oh, yeah, that's right. The Swedish guy owns the port. It's Jan's port. Ah. Well, among those going back to school this week, me. Yay. Shout out to all my students, none of whom should be listening to this podcast. Teaching is a time-consuming job. Sometimes I get stuck at school for so long, my life feels like home, work, home, work, home, work. It's a real struggle to function some days. Last year, for example, I was in such a sleep-deprived state one day that I walked past my own room carrying a box of markers. I turned around to go back to my class, walked back, and tripped right before I reached the door, unaware of the ledge beneath the door sending the markers airborne. To make a long story short, I passed my class with flying colors. Wow. it's impressive. And now for our second segment of the week. Pun-anime. This week's pun comes courtesy of Eminem and Rihanna. And Rihanna. That's right. Ooh, she's the Barbadian queen, I believe. From the song, Love the Way You Lie. Now you get to watch her leave out the window. Guess that's why they call it window pane. Window pane, huh? Sounds like a very shattering time in life. So it sounds it sounds to me, um, my first impression of this is 
uh, I hear, you know, they call it window pane. Um, and I think about just a window pane, you know, the thing that surrounds one of those glass sheets that you call a window. So I imagine Eminem just sort of leaning against the window and resting his arm against uh, the window pane. That makes sense. And maybe the, the window's cut. There's some wood there. You get splinters. There's and he, pain. And he probably looks rather forlorn, you know, as he watches Rihanna walk away or his lover that all sorts of fucked up things happen to in this uh, in this song. Yeah, he seems to be a person who writes some deep lyrics about, you know, his mother, his wife, his daughter. He's been pretty – he's had some tr- – his troubles in his life. So it could be about them. Yeah. But that's my first impression of that. Right. And then, but then you can uh, dig a little deeper, not very much deeper. And this is where the wordplay comes into yeah. effect. Um, pain. You know, when you hear window pain, pain is P-A-N-E. That's what uh, surrounds the window. But, you know, there's also that hurting sort of pain um, that Eminem is experiencing as he watches her leave out the window. So that's why they call it window pane hopefully there's a fire escape there because then she'd fall out the window it's i mean the song also gets like really really dirty uh, not oh, dirty it? it just gets really dark at the end oh i've i've heard it on the radio but it's a simple pun of course when you read it it's obvious window pane there's nothing that says wow this is really tricky in terms of the type of pun it is if i look at that it's a word pain that's said differently, but it's read differently. What's yeah, that called? It's it's a homophone. Yeah, a homophone. But uh, when I when I say that it gets dark at the end, I mean it gets dark. The last line of Eminem's rap is, uh, "If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'm a tire to the bed and set this house on fire." Wow. Yeah. So if you want to talk about a fire escape, she's not really going to be able to escape that fire. Didn't think we'd be going there when I picked this pun. But it happens, and Eminem, you're a powerful man. Brand new album out. Go purchase it today. Yeah, it's called Kamikaze. Find it on Spotify, just like you can find us on Spotify.
This week's podcast could have been brought to you by the Bumbershoot Festival. Fun fact, Bumbershoot is a synonym for umbrella. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. After all, they reign supreme in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Now, if you're looking to pass a joint around at a show, Bumbershoot is the place to do it. Watch out, though. There are some chain smokers in attendance. The clouds in Seattle Center might make you a little wheezy. In reviews, SZA was sharp as usual. Snip, snip. Ooh, that's horrible. Her style of music is so cutting edge. Snip, snip. <laughs> in reality, I've only heard one of her songs with Maroon 5. My knowledge of current music, <laughs> My knowledge of current music is not what you'd call hot poppin' or even sizzling. Snip, snip. Right, circumcision. I do know <laughs> that one old school artist was there, but I read that he did have a bit of a snafu running back and forth to the bathroom. His drink was laced with something. He was in a bit of tea pain. <laughs> oh, yeah, tea pain here. Snip, snip. But if Bumbleshoot were to actually sponsor this podcast, we might get free entry to the festival. And hey, you too also could get discount passes by mentioning this ad. That would be so awesome. But don't forget to buy your tickets early next year. If this year was anything to go off of, next year's concert is going to be ludicrous. Snip, snip. And now on to our third and final segment of the week. The This segment is the pun-off. And we got the idea from the Peddler Brewery. The third and final round at every pun slam held every second Wednesday at 7 Thursday. 30. 7 Thursday. That's correct. You get Thursday drinking beer there. But in this final round, competitors go head-to-head in a two-minute rapid fire, a subject drawn at random, and they compete, and the crowd tells you who they think did better. And hopefully um, you too will think about who did better and hop onto our Facebook page and tell us in this week's uh, post of this episode. I think you'll do a good job. We need some voters out there, so please visit our Facebook page. We love you all, and uh, we would love it if you showed the love back to us, lovers. That's so sweet. Now, as I think I said, there are two minutes on the clock. The topic is drawn at random. The topic does come from a game called Punderdome. Bought for us by friend of the pun, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. We do use this often, and we appreciate that every each single day. Yeah. All right. So Michael is going to draw a card from the box. Michael, who has no nails, but he'll do it. Hold on. He's, he's drawing it. He's drawing it. I have put two minutes on the clock. Michael, our topic of the week is... Mating. Whoa. It's a matting. <laughs> matting. All right. Two minutes and go. Hump day. That's fun. Is uh, hump day the sixth day of the week? Oh, I think it is, although um, I'm excited for you to go back to school. You'll be intercourse. Ah. Was yes. That, was it hard for you to come up with that one? Uh, um, yeah, dude, I need uh, you. You just need to have the right touch. Exactly. Um. I often need that liquid courage to be lubed up to sing and drink. Oh yeah. Um so you know all those all those pornos that are about um there's that fantasy about getting pulled over and like having sex with the police officer who pulled you over. Um so I watched one once and uh 
I looked at the I looked the 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 actress looked at the cop who's taking his sweet sweet time coming from the car and he, she says, "Cop, you late." Better than cop feel. Um, Adam, <laughs> that's an awesome pun. I'm gonna need you to go to bread. <laughs> to to bread. Oh, to bread. I got it. Yeah, yeah, the bed. Yeah. Um, breed them and weep. Oh, jeez. Um, God, it's brutal. Um, these sex ones are brutal. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could be like loving, caring. My favorite kind of hammer. The ball peen is my favorite kind of hammer. The ball peen. Jeez. Um, Screwy, uh, isn't it? Dude, I was um, ripping off skin after I got a sunburn. Mm-hmm. There were four pieces of my foreskin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm making it all a piece of anatomy. Snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes? Oh, a new type of agriculture in Vietnam, Viagra. Nice. And I needed something there. That was horrible. Thank you. It was. This was a pretty hard topic. Um, make sure to come back and, on Friday, and you can hear our bonus content where Michael and I give ourselves a little bit of extra time uh, for some tender, sweet, pun-based loving. You're so vain. This week's episode was written and performed by me, Adam Engel. And me, Michael Zawino. This episode was recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our theme music today was performed by Blanket Music. For more about The Pun Is Mightier, visit facebook.com slash The Pun Is Mightier podcast. Look for us again on Friday for the week's bonus, bonus episode. episode. For The Pun Is Mightier, this has been Adam. And this has been Michael. Have a good week, y'all. Toodles.